What do you know about gastrodiplomacy? We discuss with Nikki, who is not only a coffee lover and a coffee professional, but also she studied law, international relationships and gastrodiplomacy, which is our main subject of conversation today. Hi, I'm Artemis and you're listening to Coffee Stain, a podcast full of real people's stories, knowledge and much inspiration about and beyond coffee. Personal and business stories full of passion, persistence, creativity, goals and action. So get your coffee ready and join us. Good morning, Nikki. Welcome to Coffee Stain. I'm very, very glad that you're here with us uh, today. And uh, we have talked again uh, some months ago during the um, lockdown in Milan and in Thessaloniki. And you're still in Milan now, and I'm still in Thessaloniki. Uh, so, welcome. And let me ask, is your coffee ready? Coffee is always ready here. And first of all, thank you for inviting me to join this, this pleasant conversation. And coffee, yeah, is always here. It's our best friend, as you well know. It is. It is our best friend. So... Nikki, you were born in uh, Bologna, okay? Exactly, exactly. exactly. You know everything. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, your full name, as it is written in your book, it's Elvira Nikki Dilanda, if uh, I say it correct. <laughs> exactly, so, wow, also your pronunciation is perfect. <laughs> <laughs> so what it feels to be both Italian and Greek? A little bit of this um, and a little bit of that. Exactly, as you said, a little bit of, you know, you have pieces from one country and then the other, and you don't have a clear and exact uh, identity. So it's a little bit confusing, especially when you are younger, because you, it's like you don't feel 100% Italian or 100% Greek. And it's a little bit confusing, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> But at the same time, it's... Um, It's a strength, uh, especially when you grow up and you have this strong identity. And I mean, you have both Italian and Greek citizenship, which, okay, in the past centuries, they, uh, they were the two countries that shaped the world in a certain sense, okay? So mm -hmm. you have the Greek wisdom, the Italian taste for, um, for history, for ancient... Uh, um yeah for ancient uh, history so you have strong roots i can say <laughs> so it is um, a very big asset uh, in your life we could say yeah it's not so bad in the end <laughs> <laughs> it is it is it is good so if you uh, could say some things about yourself in just one sentence If yeah. you could describe your expertise now, what would you say? Well, now, okay, we said uh, the word confusing, the adjective confusing. Um, yeah, now it's confusing <laughs> uh, what I am and how I am. But I can say that in just one word, um, coffee describes the, my current situation, okay? So I can say I'm both a coffee lover And I'm a coffee professional. So I try to make my passion my daily routine. 
Okay, yeah, it's more is... than one word, more than no, one sentence. No, I said one sentence. <laughs> okay, okay. Okay, okay. Coffee is a very important part of your life, but taking into consideration your studies that are not, uh, that are many, let's say, you studied law, international yeah. relationships, gastro diplomacy, when we can put Anything coffee in there. Coffee. <laughs> <laughs> You're studying it now. If we talk about gastro diplomacy, uh, what can you say? Yes. What can you say about this? And how can we put coffee into this um, big niche? Well, gastro diplomacy is the main theme, okay? The framework of my last uh, studies. Uh, here in Milan, when I moved back in Milan, in Italy, and then I moved in Milan. Um, and it was in 2015. It was the year of uh, Expo. And everyone was talking about sustainability, um, food, how food can help the communities to grow and be sustainable. And I had the opportunity to, to get in touch with um, coffee producers, and at the same time, I was back from New York and Washington, D.C., where I had the opportunity to, to get in touch with um, people working in the field of uh, gastro diplomacy. And I said, what it is? I mean, it was so uh, challenging and so surprising to bring this, um, this theme, this object of studies in Italy. And... Nowadays, it's still the same because no one talks about this. Um, I want just to, to let you know what is gastro diplomacy in few words. It is the way that we can connect cultures, countries, people, basically, um, via food, through food, through food um, uh, receipts, food tasting, and coffee comes along with this because coffee is also a kind of food, okay? Okay, it is a drink, but it's um, a raw material, a raw um, fruit that we are um, using in many, many ways and in many, many countries. I mean, all over the world, you can find coffee. And the tradition of coffee is different from country to country. Then the, think about this. The first thing that you will do if someone comes to Thessaloniki, a friend of you, what is? Invite him or her for a coffee, okay? Yes. And mm -hmm. sit at a table of a nice cafe and have a chat for hours. Okay, in Greece it's for hours. In Italy it's more, um, they are faster. But after a meeting, what we will offer to our guests, to our partners? A coffee. We also talk about coffee breaks. And this is the time when people get together around the table, sharing a coffee, food, and putting all their roots, knowledge, experiences on the table and sharing with the other. So basically this is how coffee diplomacy and gastro diplomacy works. Mm -hmm. Although I hope we... I, I gave you the, the full picture of it. Yes, you gave the full picture for me and for those that uh, are listening to us. Uh, nevertheless, if we, now that you were talking, <clears throat> if we uh, split this gastro diplomacy into two parts, food mm -hmm. and coffee, yeah. food uh, in, my, in my mind has 
too many differences from one country to another. But on the other side, coffee is more or less, it's not the same, of course, but the differences to coffee are not so gigantic, I would say. But if you uh, eat something in uh, Greece or in Italy and you eat something in um, South America, there are many differences or in India or in China, there are many, many differences. But coffee is a more uh, uniting uh, beverage, let's say. People that, you mean. Mm. Yes, uh, it's more or less the same around the world. It has its differences. But what could you say about this? This is my thought now. <laughs> um, yeah, but uh, try to think. If you go, um, I don't know, for instance, uh, in countries, in producer countries, like South America or Ethiopia, which is the, the place where coffee uh, have been uh, discovered, okay, many centuries ago. And the um, ritual around coffee uh it's full it's really full of these uh, uh roots of the cultural roots of the country mm -hmm. think mm -hmm. ethiopia uh, women men will be dressed in a certain way they will use a certain um, um servers certain cups they will grind coffee in a certain way they will roast coffee in a certain way for this coffee ceremony okay mm -hmm. Tea also works uh, in this sense, if you think about the, um, the Asian part of the world, okay? Mm -hmm. I understand, yes. So it's a ritual. Okay, nowadays coffee is seen as something, as a commodity. It's very, very fast. You just grab a coffee and go. And um, we take away the bl long black coffee we see everywhere in our cups nowadays, but because we lost a little bit the, the touch, the connection with the raw material, with the coffee cherries, with the coffee beans. Maybe. Many of us don't know even the smell of a um, freshly roasted coffee bean, okay? Yes, maybe the new generations, the last years. But uh, if we remember some years ago when we were uh, children, our grandmothers or um, probably our mothers, uh, went to, to a coffee roastery and take mm -hmm. the coffee fresh and not from the supermarket. So uh, it's something that, as you said, we lost touch with um, all exactly. this procedure and all this exactly. ritual. Yes. Exactly. I still remember this in Greece, I have to be mm -hmm. honest, in the small village uh, near Thessaloniki. And yeah, I still remember my grandma going there to Cafe Coptio, you know, and mm -hmm. buying um, coffee, uh, rounded coffee. And in Italy, I gotta be honest, the first uh, um, thing that I can remember about coffee, yeah, it's coffee in the supermarket. No roasteries and uh, yeah, maybe because I was born close to the 90s so you know everything was becoming faster and um, mm. very easy to to get access to but in Greece it was still tradition as you said also uh, if you remember or if you have seen the there were some signs uh, in some uh, coffee roasteries that uh, wrote in Greek that the coffee is grinded mm. in front of the client 
Do you remember something like that? I don't remember the science, but I do remember that they had these huge uh, Utah sacks, okay, where you yes. can just take your beans and, uh, yeah, the, the owner of the shop will uh, grind in yes, front of yes. you. Yeah. It <laughs> was, was freshly grounded. And I still remember the, the how can we say, the aroma, okay? It, yes. it's unique i mean if you walk into a greek uh, street and you smell this aroma you certainly know that closer there is a roastery yes you're you're right we all have these memories and the uh, smell it's a um, very powerful uh, it brings back isn't it and this is the gastro diplomacy i mean just with, um, with, with a few words, you can connect back to your roots and you can share this uh, with, uh, with people from around the world. What differences uh, have you noticed uh, that um, are really different from one country to another when we sit on the same table and let's say eating, let's leave coffee because eating is more mm -hmm. complicated. What difference have yeah. you noticed yourself? Well, uh, okay, let's take Italy and Greece. There are a lot of people say, okay, we are so similar. We are uh, like brothers and sisters. It depends. I mean, when it comes to food, we are very, very different because Italians pay a lot of attention. I mean, it's a ritual. Let's say about tradition, okay? Nowadays, everything is faster, as we okay. say. But traditionally they pay so much attention to every detail when preparing a meat and when they are sitting to a table. So they have the, the entree, they have the first course, the main course, uh, side, veggies, whatever, and then the dessert. And they also pair food with wine, mm -hmm. okay? Uh, so if you eat fish, traditionally you have the white wine and then with meat you have the um, red or rosé and so on. In Greece, I see that last years, the things are very, very different and Greece food, the Greece uh, um, culin culinary scene is um, growing very, very fast, I've noticed. Mm -hmm. But traditionally, they put all the plates on the table, okay? And they just share, like in Spain with the tapas, you know, or in Turkey. Mm -hmm. And this is something that it's very, very common in the south part of, the, of Europe, in the Mediterranean countries. Mm -hmm. Whereas in Italy, it's more, um, you think more, and then you have some dishes that are only for um, some period of the year, sometimes of the year. And then you have these strong traditions about one region to another. I mean, you find some uh, products only in the north of Italy and other products only in the south or on the islands, okay? Sardinia and Sicily. Well, Greece is more united, uh, um, culinary speaking, okay? These are the main traditions. And Italians tend to eat more when they are at a, at a table and then they speak. Greeks can stay at the table for hours, for ages, not even eating, but just talking. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Although I um, uh, agree with you in some parts, I disagree on the point that um, it's united because I believe that uh, also in Greece, in the islands, especially in the islands, they have a different mm -hmm. way of eating and different products. And as you said, for special periods, they eat these or that. But as far as the um, united table and all the uh, this is um, uh, eaten by all and just be a, a very big uh, company, let's say, and it uh, from uh, once another uh, one from another's uh, plate. It this is <laughs> this is a fact. <laughs> yeah, this is true. This is true. But the general picture that comes is uh, that. Greek food is not very, um, how can I say, it's not very well known, even from, um, okay, abroad uh, you have the, the idea that Greek food is only 10, you know, 10 plates. Yes, moussaka, tzatziki um, yeah, exactly. and souvlaki, yes. <laughs> exactly, uh, not even souvlaki, but maybe pita, pita, which is this wide word, uh, I'm Greek. Oh, okay, Peter Hieros. Yeah, but there's more. <laughs> yes, uh, there, is there are very, very a lot of. Uh, there is a great culture uh, behind uh, food in Greece because I do love uh, food and uh, cooking. You know that. Uh, there is a great <laughs> culture, uh, but I, I only know the Greek culture. I know nothing about uh, any other country, so I cannot talk about uh, other countries. And there is a common um, trait between uh, Italy and Greece that both uh, citizenships, uh, they are very, very proud of their products. I mean, for Italians, the Italian cuisine is the best in the world. And if you talk to a Greek, no, uh, I mean, Greek food is the most ancient and the Mediterranean diet, which is true in, the, in a certain sense. We cannot yes. disagree with this. The Mediterranean diet was... Um, invented, let's say this, in Greece. Yes. And it's, it's what it has everyone been recognized. Is, is familiar with, I would say, because mm, although uh, from countries uh, of the north, when they taste any Mediterranean uh, cuisine, uh, Greek, Italian, Spanish, they say that it's it's tasteful. It's uh, it's totally different for, from yeah. what they are used to. So it's true. It's real. It's organic. It's uh, not processed. How can I say? It's food. You mm. can call it food. Okay. It has a lot of uh, imagination in it. Mm -hmm. Exactly. <laughs> so a cultural connection through food and through t um, and through coffee. Could we say that it is? a reality or it's just a wistful thought that uh, coffee and food and gastro diplomacy can unite the nations and uh, we have the visual of the world being better. Well, if we truly believe and if we study and recognize deeper our roots, we can really make it work. I mean, take countries like North Korea, Gastro diplomacy was, it's a term that was invented in North Korea. Wow. Which is mm -hmm. unbelievable. And um, in the US, there is a department of the state working 
um, only at cultural diplomacy, which includes food diplomacy, sport diplomacy, think the Olympic Games. This is a way of uh, cultural diplomacy. It unites people mm -hmm. from all over the world in a peaceful way. Mm. And it's unbelievable that countries like Italy, especially, they don't have a department work of the cultural minister working towards the promotion of the territories, the food, uh, um, yeah, the food products, food, wine, and so drinks, and Greece as well, because these countries can only live with these activities, if you think about it. If we promote and we forward it to the world, I mean, why the United States, which is a new country, okay, they were born how many centuries ago? A few centuries ago yes. compared to us. And they really push forward their um, roots, their um, experiences in food. Maybe it's because the word food diplomacy or gastro diplomacy was created let's say, from North Korea, but maybe in our regions, it's something that it's very natural. And uh, yeah, something that we give uh, for granted. I mean, yes, yeah, we, we take for granted. Food. Yes, mm. maybe that is the reason that we don't pay so much attention in it. But it's part of our heritage, as long as with um, sight scenes, with ancient ruins, with books, with culture, with philosophy painters, food. Mm. So it comes all together. It's part of our heritage, really. We should um, call people that are interested in gastro diplomacy and food diplomacy to unite, let's say, say something about it in our countries. <laughs> yeah, we should. <laughs> we should, we should. <laughs> we uh, should really. If we talk about coffee itself, and yes. uh, as a part of gastro diplomacy, because as mm -hmm. uh, uh, people that are listening to our audience today uh, have already understood, our main thing is gastro diplomacy. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, how can we attract more people to the coffee world from the bean to the experience of tasting and uh, drinking a great coffee? Well, I was having this uh, kind of conversation last Sunday, so two days ago, with um, a group of friends of coffee lovers here in Milan. We had the opportunity to, to meet on a Sunday morning and had this conversation. I mean, coffee should unite us, okay? Or not divide uh, the, the coffee people into specialty coffee people and just coffee people. Um, drinkers let's say mm -hmm. that we should talk uh, the key I think is talking and sharing you can talk through a podcast episode you can talk writing on a blog on your social media um, as long as you talk as long as you give people the opportunity to see what's behind a cup of coffee okay it's not just a coffee pod you put in your espresso machine you push the button and in 10 seconds you have this dark beverage. Okay. So sharing. Yeah, sharing. Sharing and describing. Think what we did with wine. Okay. 
Storytelling mm -hmm. is the key to connect people because people want to know, to hear stories. Who is yes. behind the, this cup of coffee? The producer? Why it is so special? Why it costs so much or so little? Um, who's the roaster? Why you decided to give up your, I don't know, your previous life to become a roaster? Or why you came from another country, perhaps to Italy, and you open a roastery, despite the fact that it's so difficult and you don't know the language so well? I mean, I'm talking about examples that I see in my everyday life, but they mm -hmm. are not so forwarded, not so, um, yeah, so not publicized, let's say, in the right way. And also, it's not uh, just a nice picture of a latte art cappuccino. There is more behind this. Mm -hmm. And also, because uh, I have talked with many people that are not specialized in coffee, as myself, mm -hmm. of course, I'm not an expert in coffee. You know that. Uh, I love coffee. But you love coffee. <laughs> yes, I do love coffee. And I, I love to learn new things. And uh, I think that listening to... I would put it inside um, brackets, uh, ordinary people that do not know much about coffee is mm -hmm. a very uh, important aspect of um, the coffee, of an experience mm -hmm. and of, uh, uh, of the people that are listening that are uh, experts in coffee and to, to hear and to listen something that maybe they cannot see right now because they have passed these path they are far away so it's uh, like you listen a child talking about something that he's not familiar with but you have mm -hmm. uh, done it many 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 times so uh, i think this uh, part is uh, also important and that would be very important in order to unite us all more experts and non-experts it is and uh... Think about another uh, aspect of our daily life. I think in Greece, uh, as in Italy, in the last years, um, food programs are becoming more and more popular, right? We have a lot of these uh, uh, chefs that are now like rock stars, okay? Yes. And you are fascinated, okay, except of the nice guys with tattoos and this kind of... Uh, uh, stars uh, that we see on TV, but we are fascinated about uh, what they say. They make uh, also, I don't know, a, a carrot or a cabbage look sexy and intriguing because what they say about these vegetables, about the meat they are going to cook, mm -hmm. the fish they are going to, to clean and to prepare for you. So it's yes. the storytelling, basically. I would okay. say that it is their passion for these ingredients. Exactly. Yes. Exactly. So share the passion. Please exactly. <laughs> share the passion. Exactly. They make a, a breast, of, a chicken breast, so important. Like it's the center of the world <laughs> in that time, okay, when they are in front of the camera. And coffee for us just... Yeah, give me just one coffee and I'll go. I mean, no, come on. Let's take 30 seconds more. Think, if we take 30 seconds more every day to 
to just say to every customer we have in front of us, how much we can go further. I mean, 30 seconds. While espresso is brewing, I'm not asking you two or three minutes, 30 seconds. Mm -hmm. How much we can do? Yes. Last year in Hotelia, uh, when they were showing latte art, and I was together with my niece, and he was uh, attending this course, he was excited. He he was excited Mm. from what he was hearing. He's 10 years old. Uh, last year he was nine and he wanted to uh, to hear it all to listen to it and he asked me how do they make it and why and how they can uh, um, uh, make so beautiful things with the milk and he was excited and uh, he couldn't take his eyes from the board uh, from the big tv that was in front of him Yes, I think we should be something like 10 years old again. Yeah, that would we be. should be like 10 years, uh, like a sponge ready to absorb uh, every information and be curious. Exactly. Yes. But the, the opposite part, we should also be like the one that was on stage that day showing the passion about latte art. Yes, both. A, a connection of these two aspects. Exactly, Curiosity exactly. and uh, knowledge and passion. Exactly. Mm. We met, uh, people maybe do not know this, that uh, are listening to us right now. We met last year in the um, uh, Barista Camp in uh, Athens. That was, a, that was a great event, yeah. event a great event, yes. That was a great opportunity. And uh, after that, we connected and we talked many times about uh, coffee. And uh, mm-hmm. in this period, yes, it was only one year ago. Eh? Yes, <laughs> it was only this period, one year ago. Yeah. I think it's uh, it looks in my mind that it was much more. Do you think the same? <laughs> same. When I saw your uh, water bottle this morning, I was like, oh, it was from last year. Yes, yes, one of the same <laughs> it bottle. Was a gadget. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, and during this period, many things happened, uh, such uh, as the coronavirus that it's affected uh, all the world. And nevertheless, during this period, you did a great move, I would say, in the field of gastro diplomacy, that you write a book, that you wrote a book. Because I think books are the best connection between people and uh, countries and nations. So I would like you to tell us about uh, your book and the period that you (laughs) wrote it and what inspired you to write this beautiful book that uh, I would like also to thank you uh, to the ears of our audience for giving it uh, as a present to me. Thank you very much again. (laughs) (laughs) You're more than welcome. I hope you enjoyed it. I did. Why uh, why I wrote this book? Um, Actually, I don't know, because I wrote it in, let's say, in less than one month. And it was, you know, I have this this ritual, I can say, that every day I write the the gratitude journal, which is my daily journal, where uh, at the end or, or the beginning of every new day, I write something about why I should be grateful and despite the bad things that are happening, Mm -hmm. why we should be always thankful for what we have. 
this is a ritual that comes from my yoga, um, yoga love, we can say. So during the quarantine that I was uh, blocked here in Milan, and I was far from my family because they were living in another city, um, I was sitting here in my tiny, tiny house, which is only <laughs> 20 square meters. And in order not to, to get mad, to drive, uh, drive me crazy this situation, I started putting my, my thoughts, my experience, uh, and I wrote, and I wrote. Every day I was writing down. So the idea of sharing uh, uh, this experience, it was more like a, a kind of therapy, I can say, okay? Mm -hmm. I didn't wake up one day and, oh, let's write a book about Ibrick and how to, to work in the coffee field, in the coffee industry, and how to, to make your passion your daily work. No, it didn't happen like this. It was uh, uh, the result of a process. Uh, our listeners should know that for the very first time ever, and I'm pretty new in the coffee sector, okay? I'm a beginner and a learner. Uh, in January, I take part to my very first uh, competition ever here in Italy. And I was um, in the e-break competition. So preparing the traditional, uh, let's call it Greek uh, coffee for our mm -hmm. listeners. And it was, uh, well, honestly, uh, let's say it with an open heart. Uh, this was one of the worst periods, okay, uh, personally speaking, because I have some family problems, family issues. And I was far from home. So taking part to a competition was really the last thing I, I was thinking about or that I wanted to, to do. In fact, in the last few days, I wanted to withdraw my participation, okay? To not take place, to not mm -hmm. take part, sorry, to, to the competition. <clears throat> but nevertheless, let's go straight to the point. Um, no, it's very important <laughs> that you say all these because it gives... I believe that it gives to our audience the feeling of uh, uh, the dynamity that we have, each one of us, and what we can do to make things better and accomplish things, although we believe it's the worst period of our lives up to now. So I think yeah, well, uh, what you say is very, very important. Was, was really, really bad, really awful, we can say, okay? So I was telling you about this uh, very, very bad uh, period of life. And then I take part, I was pushed not to give up by my trainer and by my family itself, not to give up and to go on stage and perform that day. So out of a blast comes the, the victory. So it was really, really nice and really important for me to, to be on that stage because uh, not because I wanted to prove uh, something to someone, but it was important for myself. Because if you start giving up and finding excuses not to, to do your daily, daily activity. And move on. Be, yeah, exactly. To go on with your life. Mm -hmm. Then you will find every time an excuse. Mm-hmm. And then you just be, you know, some way miserable sitting there crying 
oh, everything is against me and I cannot do this and do that. No, you just have to stop, think about the priorities and for every obstacle, there is a solution, okay? As long as you believe you can do, you can really do whatever. Just sit, set goals, um, have clear in your mind what you want to do and just go for it. So then came the coronavirus in, um, after one month and it was again something unexpected, something that turned my whole world upside down. So this book came as a therapy, as I want just to put out my feelings, the, the emotions, the storm I was, um, I was having inside of me, basically, to share with, uh, with someone, even if it's only 10 people, let's say, to share it with, um, with people that are close to me, what I was uh, feeling that, par- that part of the, of the year, that time of the year. Mm-hmm. Uh, I remember that we were talking while we were uh, writing uh, this book and, exactly. uh, and it was a top secret like I won't tell you anything I'm doing something yes. <laughs> but I won't tell you anything <laughs> that is so good that is so good it was, uh, it was perfect uh, what you tell about it about uh, Ibrik and uh, you call it a journey of a gypsy yeah. soul that it's exactly. it was uh, perfect a gypsy soul that is locked down in the little apartment so controversy <laughs> but uh, perfect and exactly. i want uh, our audience to know that uh, they can all find your book uh, in amazon i don't know where else yeah. but in amazon for sure and they can uh, read it it's uh, very easy to read and it's in english we must say okay because yes. someone was a little bit disappointed pointed that it was not written in Italian so uh, I'm sorry but it's in English <laughs> <laughs> it's in English so anyone can read it so it's uh, it's very easy to read it and it also it's a, goes it's a fast short story exactly it's yes, a short it goes story fast. it's it's beautiful so as a, a conclusion of all these uh, talking and drinking coffee through the internet today, Nikki. What would you say in order to close this beautiful conversation that we had today? Well, first of all, I want to thank you again for inviting <laughs> me, okay? And for sharing this, uh, this lovely time together, despite we are far. Um, we are what close. What can I say? Cl- far and close at the together. same time. Because we have the, the cup of coffee together. So what can I say? Um, I hope that situation will become uh, more clear for everyone and easier. Hopefully. And that this uh, won't, uh, won't take people too far, but that it will unite us, okay? Uh, more and more. Mm-hmm. So I hope we won't be afraid to ask for help, for uh, attention, because... What we have passed in the, in the last um, months was something that we are not prepared and no one should be prepared for that bad uh, situation. Okay, hope uh, the future generations won't experience something like what we went through. Uh, but at the same time, let's learn even 
if it was so bad and so hard, but let's learn something good. Always find the good lessons, always find the good um, point of views, even in difficult situations. Uh, and this will take people closer. <laughs> I think there could not be a better way to close this uh, conversation. Uh, I want to thank you from my heart for being here today and uh, talking with me. And I hope uh, our audience will uh, listen to you and get inspired and take into consideration what you said about all these uh, interesting uh, points that we mentioned. So uh, also share, share their thoughts, if I can add. Okay, if yes. they want to write us uh, to, to say what they are feeling, uh, if they disagree. Well. Yes, that's very important. Yes, as you said, share and talk, and in order to understand one another better, much better. That that would yeah. be a, a perfect way to. Also, the reason that uh, I started this podcast is to unite coffee people, and uh, the reason I I named it Stain it's because I believe that everyone has. Uh, can leave a stain of his own in this world, <laughs> exactly. a coffee stain. So uh, thank you. And we're waiting for you in Thessaloniki because uh, as you said, you're coming on Friday. Hopefully we will be together and drink this coffee face to face and touch one another. Touch, let's say touch. Okay. <laughs> so Nikki, uh, my kisses. Have a nice day. Thank you again. Thank you. Bye-bye.